Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Who you think you're talking to? I spent time alone before I These days looking like a dream since I've been on the road. Seeing shit I've never seen before And still there's no place to come Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to Renegade Talk Las Vegas. My name is EG, the Urban Scholar. And yes, today we have a fun-filled show today. I'm actually going to be talking with a spiritual healer, and she's been in the game for about 12 years. Definitely has a long resume. Definitely going to help me go over these 21 ways to build a stronger spiritual life. And you know, when I do my top 10, top 21, I must always have a little help, you know, just to get, so it just won't be so one-sided. And um, well, let's just get into it. Okay, yes, um, I have Ashley Russell today. And um, she's definitely, uh, definitely, man, um, a spiritual healer. And um, I'm just gonna let her give you a brief description and just tell us a few things about yourself. Well, hello, everyone. I am Ashley Russell, as he said. I have worked as a holistic healer for the past 12 years. And a brief description about what that is. I do, I use a couple different modalities or several different modalities, sound therapy, vibrational healing, massage, nutritional wellness, um, all to basically make you the happiest version and most healthiest version of yourself. Uh-huh. That sounds definitely, uh, <laughs> wow, down, definitely a handful of things that, you know, um, I'm glad you just can take the time out to come with us and have a discussion. I definitely thank you so much. And today we're going to go over the 21 ways to build a stronger spiritual life. And we're just going to go off and go ahead and get straight into it. Number 21, exercise your power of choice. No matter what happens to you, you always have the freedom to choose. You can select joy over despair. You can select love over hate. You can select forgiveness or revenge. You can select growth or stagnation. Remember that a crisis can evoke the best in us or the worst in us. The choice is yours. Well, with that being said, what's your take on that? I absolutely agree 100%. Um, a lot of times people are reactionary and they're reactionary because of past traumas. They have no idea why they are the way they, they are. Uh-huh. Um, it is definitely a choice, but people have, you have to build up to realizing your choice in the moment. So, Correct. It's, it's many different ways. So the clients that I've dealt with have many different, like people have triggers and anything that you do in life has to have a balance. Like, you can build this very stable life, but at the same time, you need to have some type of outlet. I definitely so understand. As long as, yeah, as long as you're creating that balance for yourself, it's definitely a choice. Right. What about people that honestly don't really understand so far as balance? I mean, when you say balance, what are you honestly getting at so far as balance in your life, emotions or physical? So, 
Yeah, so so if you have a situation where you're getting into an argument and off of your reaction, you're choosing to be angry at that person, where if you take a second to listen to what they're actually saying and you process it, instead of going into yourself and into your ego and responding right. in a reactionary manner, you can go within to your spiritual self and understand what they're saying and say, hey, this is how I feel about it. Is this what I'm hearing? Is this correct? And if so, this is how I feel about it. So in that moment, you create, you have a choice to be reactionary or to be almost like, um, to take the precaution I guess. not to be reactionary. Yeah. I definitely understand. The choice is yours, definitely. Well, Always. let's get into number 20, spend time in nature. This was something done by the philosophical writers and they glee spiritual lessons from their time in nature. The heavens tell us of the glory of God, the skies display his marvelous craftsmanship. When I looked at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you have set in place for us, that you should think of us, mere humans that you should care for us, mountains rose and valleys sank to the levels you decree. What's your um, take on that? I definitely agree. Um, while nature is not everybody's cup of tea, Correct. there's definitely moments in where you can debrief or take the time to get outside of your normal self. And for most inner city people, being in nature is hard to do. So when you have the opportunity to be in nature, yes, um, so doing sound and vibrational healing is I use something called pure tones and pure tones are natural in nature, such as the wind wrestling through trees or right. the sound of ocean waves, thunder, lightning. Um, those are all pure tones that enact the body to secrete serotonin or feel good hormones in the body that make you happier. So being in nature allows you to produce those things. So as above, so below, they always say. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if you admire the works of the Lord or you admire the works of the universe, however you choose to call it, you know, you begin to be in the moment and you're no longer thinking about the things that are stressing you out. Yes, I can definitely agree with that. It is definitely important to take time out just to kind of enjoy nature and, you know, breathe some fresh air and... Yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah, so just get a little bit of that melatonin you know, from the sun. And <laughs> Number 19, ask God to make you a blessing today. A great way to grow in wonder and amazement is by asking God to turn your life into a blessing. Do this each morning before resuming your daily activities. Offer a short, simple prayer like this one. Dear God, on this day, make my life blessing to someone somewhere then pay close attention to every person you encounter during the day as God will honor your prayer and sometimes in a surprising way. Well, that's, I can agree with like definitely with that one. How do you feel about actually prayer and just what's your well, prayer for me does something different. So I would ask you the question, like why, why would that resonate with you? Like you said, you agree with it, but, but why do you agree with it? Well, because I think that sometimes, you know, we cannot all, take it in our own hands. And sometimes we do actually have to rely on something higher than actually a human. 
So I would say going to another power of some sort, um, dealing with whatever you actually believe in, it does help and it can be another way of advice. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I see that advice. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I definitely, I used to pray on a regular basis. Um, our prayer and meditation have the same vibration. So I'm more of a meditator. So I, I guess it depends on what really your, what calls to you, what resonates with you. So right. if prayer resonates with you, then that's something that you can partake in. Um, for me, anytime you sit with yourself, you are automatically in tune with the higher source, a higher calling. Mm. And so just asking to be of service within itself, being of service to somebody other than yourself is always very humbling. It's always going to reap you gratitude. It's always going to reap some benefit to you, although it may seem like it doesn't, you know, when you're overly, when you're too nice, but it always, karma is real. And so it's always going to come back to you. So I definitely believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of being of service to other people. Mm-hmm. Because there, there's a, an immense amount of gratitude that comes from it. Mm -hmm. That's definitely, yeah. I would have to agree with that. And therefore, so on, let's move on. We're going to just skip a few because, you know, I know your time is very important. So we're going to move on to number 13. Spread love wherever you go. That is the advice of Mother Teresa, who advised spread love everywhere you go. First of all, in your own house. Let no one ever come to you without leaving better or happier. Be the living impressions of God's kindness, kindness in your face, kindness in your eyes, kindness in your smile, and also kindness in your warm greeting. So how do you feel about that spreading love wherever that you go? So far as just putting good, I guess, good vibes out there? Yeah, definitely. It, it, it's spreading love wherever you go. Like, that is what I, I literally live by. <laughs> um, because people take that in, people take that to heart. Like people feel when you're being genuine, people know when it's a facade and it's just like, Oh, you know, you're only here because you have to be here. Exactly. So if you are genuine, if you, I always tell my clients, if you don't want to do something, don't do it because you're only making yourself miserable and the people around you miserable. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. if you're going to do something, do it with the utmost love in your heart. Mm-hmm. So, yes, walking around and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to hold the door for this person. Even if somebody, even if you just thumped your toe or even if you just got, you know, fired or somebody cussed you out or, you know, whatever it is, that person who you're coming to contact with has no idea. So spread love from, from the bottom of the pits of your heart because, again, it always comes back to you. Mm -hmm. That's definitely one of the, the key, I think, spiritual tools that gets you to another level. Because once you are able to do that, you begin to see people as the collective. You begin to see a part of you and everybody that you come into contact with. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely, that's, just, that's definitely one of the key tools. That would be probably like number, number two in the box where prayer and meditation would be number one in the box. Okay, yes, I definitely understand that. Well, moving on, number eight, sharing the journey. Hook up with one other person who is seeking to grow spiritually. Agree to meet once a week for a period of time to study and reflect on spiritual matters. A friend of mine who is a busy exec in, in Toronto 
met for six months with another man to do a Bible study. No matter how hectic their schedules were, we also met each week during a lunch hour at a downtown church that kind of provided us with the room for our spiritual meeting. So, so far as sharing the actual journey, do you think it's always to kind of maybe bring someone else with you to try to get a better understanding of some type of spiritual, um, what I want to say, some type of spiritual place in your life? It's always beneficial to have somebody to walk this spiritual journey with you. Um, but at the same I think it's, it's beneficial for a couple of different reasons. On one hand, you get somebody that's going to walk with you and you got a, like almost like a accountability partner. On another hand, you have somebody who's also going to help you expand and grow because they may have a different outlook or a different perception of what you are both, you know, reading or listening to or experiencing in a, a, a you know, in the same situation. Uh-huh. So having a different point of view expands your perception. Right. I just, and like they say in the Bible, you know, where two or, or one or more gather or two or more gather, you know, there is God. And that's true. Mm-hmm. Anytime you are put, especially it's always beneficial to have somebody with you that believes in the same truth that you believe in or seeking the same truth that you are trying to seek. Um, it, it, it's always on a human level very necessary but as well as the individual level it makes you feel a part of something and who doesn't want to feel a part of something exactly exactly everybody wants to be a part of something you know yeah (laughs) it's no fun being alone (laughs) it's not it's not i know and and people can pretend to be but you know we we are made to be to need other people exactly Mm -hmm. well moving on number seven be a grateful person start every day with a morning prayer of gratitude to God for the gift of the day. Do this even if the day ahead appears drastic. Conclude every day with the evening prayer of gratitude to God for the gift of preceding hours. Do this even if you had a very tough day. So uh, what's your take on that? Be a grateful person, even if the day is bad, you should always kind of think positive. Oh yeah, I mean, sometimes it definitely gets hard to do so, but once you start, like, I, I, that's something I started when I was a child. Uh-huh. Um, I would just unknowingly just start looking around and see people. Like, I just saw this guy, you know, ride past me, and he is a, a, a paraplegic. So he, I, I can visibly tell because I, I know what it looks like. So uh-huh. he, he has no use of his legs, but he's in one of those remote wheelchairs. And, like, if I, when I was a kid, I would be, I would be thankful. I would be like, man, thank God that, you know, I have the use of my legs. Correct. You know, I have, I have a, I'm in my sound mind. I can see, I can walk, I can breathe. Exactly. And there's, you know, plenty of people who don't have that. And just to be grateful for the simple things in life, it makes whatever you're going through a lot less harsh. Um, especially, like, when you, you know, see those kids it's supposedly that your parents will tell you about if you didn't eat all your food in Africa who are starving. It's just like, what? Right. Is she somewhere starving? Right. <laughs> it's people that don't have clean water to drink, and I'm over here crying because I stubbed my toe? Or, exactly. you know, is what they call the first um, first world syndrome. Understand. And it's just like, yeah, and it's just like, no, you have, being grateful for moments in your life always, again, brings you back to the present moment let you know that life is good like you are where you are for a reason like god has a purpose for your life 
<laughs> right. The universe has a purpose for your life. And if you, you have, again, that choice, like we talked about earlier, to see it as a negative thing or to see it as a positive thing. And so once you begin to switch your perception, your attitude starts to change and your life starts to change because you no longer accept or see the things that you're going through as a hardship. Definitely. I mean, would you say that you would actually have to sit down for one second and actually work on your thinking? Doesn't that kind of actually help you have a better spiritual actually life with when you yes definitely you you have to sit down for for way more than a second of course you have to sit down you know you have to make it a practice that that is a lifestyle change like that's the whole point um like when they say come to god like that is a lifestyle change that's why you go and talk to the pastor because it's like okay this is where you are this is where you were and this is where you want to be and the only way that you can get from where you were to where you want to be is like changing your lifestyle, changing your perception, changing your habits. Correct. Changing the people you even hang around because I know, like they say, <laughs> everybody can't go to the top with you. Exactly. There may be some people that you got to leave behind. And as long as, you know, they, they've been your ace boom coon since day one. Uh-huh. But if they can't change their perception, they will continue to keep you down. So I definitely understand. What would you say that, um, what was the breaking point for you to actually make the change in your life and to kind of get off into this? I think that I've always been very spiritual growing up in a very Christian household. Mm-hmm. Um, but my breaking point personally was my best friend passing away. Mm. So she passed away probably about five years ago. Um, and she had been my best friend since like my sophomore year in high school. Mm-hmm. So when she passed away, it was just like, okay, my spirit, my person is so broken that life cannot be this harsh. Right. <laughs> like there has to be something more to life. And so I, I really strive to be happy. Like I want to be the happiest version of myself at all times. Mm-hmm. And I want to teach other people how to be the happiest version of themselves because we are, you know, God created us to be happy people. Mm-hmm. Life is supposed to be easy for us. So when you begin to follow the practice or create a practice to eliminate all of the hardships in your life, it does become easier until you really level up. And then you get, you know, handed a, a bunch of new trials and tribulations and challenges, you know, to see if you're really ready or not. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, it's okay. You just got to go back and do a little bit more work until the challenges come again. And it's just like you prepared yourself to, to level up. Mm-hmm. Oh I, yeah, that was my personal breaking point. Oh yeah, I definitely. It sounds like I, I can agree. Um, I'm pretty sure you know when things like that happen, it's definitely time to make a change in your life, definitely for the better. You know, especially when a death close to you is that. I definitely can agree. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Well, we're gonna just break it down to the top five and number five. Take a step of faith. Spiritual growth means taking a leap of faith from time to time rather than trying to get everything in place before you start something important why not follow god's leading and allow the plan to evolve this means taking a step of faith and trusting god to provide what may be needed for success wow so that's definitely a, a mouthful but do, do me a favor repeat that last line my last line was, this means taking a step of faith and trusting God to provide what may be needed for success. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are stuck in fear. Exactly. So fear, I usually tell my clients, it's like fear is when you are too stuck in the past. So, you know, it's that meme, right? And it's, it's, it's guy with a little teddy bear in his hand and he's, you know, um, trying to get it from the little girl. But behind him, he has this big teddy bear. And that in our mind is is the epitome of faith. And it's just like, yes, you have this teddy bear. And I know you love this teddy bear so much. But if you let it go, I promise you will get something better. And that's A, stepping out on faith. And that's also learning how to let go of the things that, you know, have, have done you seemingly so much good. But again, you're ready to level up. So <laughs> trust. Trust, mm-hmm. faith hope faith is actually one of the most powerful things that we have as human beings um next to love right and we usually have faith because we love Mm -hmm. and with the combination of those two things if you always go back to your why you always go back to your purpose and what you really want to do and why you want to do it that is your push that is your why that is your faith or that helps you keep your faith. Like, yeah, you might be scared, but at the same time, once you do it, you you just have, you jump leaps and bounds, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like, even if you have like the story of Tyler Perry, mm-hmm. like he could have given up. Like right. he slept in his car for I don't know how many years, right? Yes. Um, And he was just at that point where he's like, you know what, I, I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. But right at that moment he got the opportunity somebody was like hey you can use this studio he already had all these people in line and boom everything fell into place and that actually was the show that he recorded that made him big and it's just like right at that point when you're usually ready to give up is when things take that turn exactly and another thing too i really think that before it already starts you really have to have trust and faith in yourself See, a lot of people don't have trust in their actual self, which I don't really even understand, but it becomes the faith. I think it starts actually in your heart first, you know, then I believe once you believe um, actually take heed to the faith that you have in yourself, then the the, the actual fear kind of goes away. Would you agree? Yeah, it, 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 it starts to go away. Like there's always this, this, this human battle, but, but trust. But, you know, in the heart, that's that love, that love for yourself, that mm-hmm. love for your idea, that love for whatever you want to go for. Um, so, yes, it does start in the heart. Once you begin to, to trust yourself, it's a lot easier to put faith in a higher power. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Well, let's break it down to top three to top three. Always good. Number three, be like Moses. Speak words of blessing. One of the most beautiful and compassionate passages in the Bible contains these words of blessings pronounced by Moses. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Ah, oh, wow. Yeah, it's always something. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, you should be more Moses-like in speaking words of blessings. Meaning, basically, to me, what I got out that is pretty much when you speak something into existence, it should be more so positive opposed to negative. Yeah, always, definitely. Um, it's just like saying, 
we we have the power to manifest, right? Uh So if you say, oh, I want a new car, but everything within you is really asking yourself, well, how am I going to get a new car? I only make this so much an hour. Um, I have this to take care of. I got this bill. I got that bill. But it's just like, no, you're not having the faith. I'm like, you're not speaking the words of, of positivity. You're not allowing yourself. Well, basically, you're creating a block for yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, hey, you know, I want a new car. I know I'm going to get a new car. I'm not worried about who here, who, how, or why I'm going to get that new car. I just know I'm going to get it, and I'm just going to let it happen. I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and lo and behold, a few months later, boom. Either somebody's going to give you a car, somebody's going to something made. And this is why you have to be very careful about your wording. Um, you might get into a car accident and then it's just like, oh, boom, here's, you know, five grand or, you know, it could be a down payment to a newer car or it could still be, you know, a newer version of whatever car that you had. If you're driving a, a you know, a 1996 something, you might be able to get a 2005 something right. or, you know, if you're driving a 2005 something, you may be able to tw- get a 2010 something, but it's still new to you. Mm-hmm. But as far as, you know, speaking words of affirmation or speaking words of positivity like Moses did. It's true. <laughs> it, 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 it all, you, you are what you say. Right. You are what you believe. So if you believe in the words that you speak, yes. I the just, positivity. Go I, ahead. I just really think that the only reason why, as I guess, as Americans, it's so hard to actually speak words of positivity dealing with because you've been through so much you know, um, especially people that have, let's just say, had close deaths, they have been in jail f- for a very long time, and the positive mindset that they should actually have, they really cannot because their environment that they're actually around makes them think negative thoughts. Would you, how would you, what's your take on that? So, there, your environment does affect you, very much so. That's what I was saying earlier, you have to, you have to watch the people are around, you are around. But if you can't change your environment, you can change yourself. Um, again, going back to the, one of the earlier points is, you know, speaking positively, leaving people out. If you have to not be around that person, like say if you're in jail and you got a super negative cellmate, you can choose not to speak to him. Like, yeah, he's still in, in your, your close sanctum or she's in your, still in your close sanctum. But you start to do things like, you know, again, start counting your blessings. You're alive, you're breathing, you go to the bare necessities. And what I usually challenge, you know, anybody to do, especially my clients, is to get to 100. I can wiggle my toes. I can feel my blood rushing through my hands. I can feel the blood rushing through my toes. Um... It could be something that if I can close my hand, I have the use of my hand, I can feel myself breathing, I can feel my heartbeat. There is always a way, because that's how God created us, to make that change. So, right. well, it may be hard to, you were given the hardships for a reason. Nothing, that, no situation that you've been put in, you can't get out of. Correct. That's definitely so, p- powerful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, it's always a way to get out. Always a way to get out. You just have to be open enough to 
be, want to change, A, because a lot of people don't want to change. But if you want to change, you have to be open enough to, to receive what somebody else is saying. Right. I, I definitely can agree. Well, let's get into these top two. The top two, it's just definitely been an interesting conversation. And number two, identifying blessings. Too often we grow through life, obviously, to the good that comes flowing in our, into our lives. Try this spiritual exercise for one week. At the end of the day, identify a blessing that came to you from a familiar family member. At the end of the second day, a blessing from a neighbor. Third day, from a friend. Fourth day, from a work colleague. Fifth day, from a stranger. Sixth day, from a child. On the seventh day, a blessing that came from an enemy. Wow, that's deep. A blessing that came, what was the seventh day? The seventh day was a, a blessing that came from an enemy. Oh, from an enemy? Okay, yes, definitely. <laughs> uh-huh. Interesting. Um, that is a very powerful um, spiritual, tool, spiritual tool to use. Um, mostly because it takes you outside of your box. People are really afraid to step out of your comfort zone. So if you do something every day that makes you step out of your comfort zone, uh-huh. it's going to start to change your perception. It's going to start to change your mind. But if you are seeking, intentionally seeking something positive from some somebody or someone in particular, it almost forces you into yourself and out of your comfort zone at the same time. So it's kind of like a dual effect. I like that. All right. I like I, that I a lot. <laughs> I definitely I'm like, see. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. I'm, I'm glad you can put your take on it and, you know, we can actually get your opinion. And I definitely appreciate it. Well, let's, yeah, yeah. let's get into it. Number one, the number one thing that we have been waiting on, well, be a river, not a swamp. The Bible says rivers of living water will flow from the heart of those who believe in him. Remember, it is the mountain stream that carries flesh, life-giving water because it flows out. However, the swamp is stagnated and life-devouring. A swamp collects and retains water that comes in its way. Don't be the kind of person who seeks to accumulate much before allowing a little to flow through. Yeah. <laughs> so be a river, that's not a deep. swamp. I know, right? <laughs> it's definitely powerful. I'm like, that's deep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, if you think about it, what lies in swamp? Nine out of ten is going to be alligators, some frogs. Exactly. You know, <laughs> some, some stuff that's ready to prey on you, right? Right. Well, frogs don't prey on us, but the alligator will. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So, be, be, so be, becoming a river, not a swamp, I mean, what's your really take on that? Should you, I mean, how do you feel? My idea behind it, what I got from it is just saying, like, again, learn to let go. Um, always, what they, it's, 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 a, it's a movie, but um, always forward. It's like you should always want to strive for more. Be content with what you have, but you should always strive for more. As opposed to, you know, being stagnated, being, you know, letting fear hold you back, letting people hold you back, letting certain circumstances hold you back, as opposed to, you know, leveling up, taking that leap of faith, uh-huh. stepping outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And like, like you, like you said, 
as the water is flowing because water rules your emotions and our emotions are can be up and down but if it's a steady stream of flowing water then you're always gonna have this balance but if you are a swamp or and you can't let go of whatever environment you're in it starts to 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 get messy it starts to get ugly it starts to get dirty it starts to stink and who wants to be around that you can't you you even as a person you can't stand to be around yourself and once you realize that you can't stand to be around yourself you can't even begin to fathom how other people can be around you i know wow yeah i I definitely know and it definitely takes it takes a long time for you to actually really learn yourself and really who you are as a real person oh yeah yeah i'm like there's there's tons of of celebrities who are like in their 50s and 60s is like no i just got to this point (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So you think when you're graduate high school in your twenties you you right. really gotta go on um it's just like you hit right, you hit your thirties and forties and it's just like these people are always telling you like I I remember being, you know, in high school and looking at people who were twice my age or my parents and it's just like, Oh, you know, they got it together. You're just like not not at all. <laughs> they still trying to figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> they just don't want you to make the same mistakes that they made when they were your age. Exactly. Exactly. And so yeah, always always to be a, a, a river flowing or a stream of steady stream of water flowing is, is amazing. Oh, most definitely. Learning to let go. Man, you definitely have to. And if we can end it on, um, what would you say would be the best advice if someone is listening that doesn't really know where they're at in their life? And they might be kind of going through some problems that are really deep and they don't kind of know where to actually turn. What would you say would be the best advice for some type of spiritual life, learn lesson or healing? Be still. Be still. Be still and be in the moment because when no matter what situations we go through in life. Um, We overanalyze the things that we go through. We become fearful, right? So I always say when we become anxious, we're living too far in the future. When we become fearful, we're living too far in the past. Mm -hmm. Yet if you are in the moment, Mm -hmm. you have the ability to sift through all the misunderstanding. You can have time to sift through all the voices of the outside world, you have time to sift through the negative thoughts of yourself. And then once you sit long enough and be still long enough, then your true self comes through. Then you can hear God or your intuition begin to talk to you and guide you through life. Because ultimately that's, that's, that's the guiding energy. That's the guiding force, Mm -hmm. your intuition or God. And you can listen as long as you be still. Or begin to hear, I should say. Right. That's definitely uh, some powerful words coming from Ashley. I definitely can understand. And wow. Well, if um, some people that maybe want to contact you, um, do you have uh, IG, Facebook? Could you maybe drop something? Yes. So if you want to follow me on IG, Facebook, or even um, Snapchat, I, I post a lot on Snapchat. Like Facebook and Instagram, like, is. is Definitely probably about three or four times a week, but every day I'm on Snapchat. So it's Serenity Time, like the herb. So it's T-H-Y-M-E, M is in Mary. So it's serenitytime.com. You can also book an appointment if you want to. Um, and again, that's S-E-R-E-N-I-T-Y-T-H-Y-M-E, 
um, on all other social media. So, okay. thank you so much for having me. Oh yeah, most definitely. I really definitely. appreciate it. I, I really enjoy. I really enjoy talking about that. So. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And I'm glad you can take some time out your busy day and just come shed some light on, you know, these subjects. And we're definitely going to have to do something very soon. It's been very helpful. And just thank you so much. All right. Sure thing. Well, there you have it. Another one down in the history books. My name is E.G. the Urban Scholar. And I hope you enjoyed yourself. Thank you. All my niggas gone. From my window seat the view I got, I think I see tomorrow. Always been the owner of the watch you want to borrow. Always with the woman that you following on Twitter. First class sold out, but I'm still a nigga. Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes, 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 yes. Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio.